Hey guys, it is Bruce and Stevens. We are on episode four of, of Sounds Like NYC, the podcast. Yeah, the, the, the podcast. The, the podcast. Sounds Like NYC podcast. New York City, yeah. Episode four. Wow, I didn't think we'd make it this far. We're still in single digits, Bruce. Don't, don't, count, don't count against us. All right. All right, we're here with my buddy Kadeem. Who, uh, who I know personally. Uh, tell me a little about yourself, Kadeem. Hey, everyone. How you doing? My name's Kadeem Phillip. I'm an artist coming out of Brooklyn, New York. Self-taught. 28 years old. And I just paint about real life shit. Yeah. Like I said. <laughs> That's cool. So, like, I actually know him just because of our, uh, you know, our past. Uh, I used to work with him at a, a Whole Foods in, uh, in Williamsburg. Shout out to... W, uh, what's the, what's the, WBG, WBG, uh, Whole Foods, uh, still there, <laughs> yeah, he's still there, so we can't really say anything bad about Whole Foods, mm-hmm. um, but yeah, we met, I was the, uh, customer service on the cashier side, he was maintenance, and we just sort of met, uh, what, what did we meet? We met, I think you saw me, cause I always used to bring my paintings, to yeah, work, yeah, 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 drop them off for like art shows, mm-hmm. I think you saw me showing some work and you looked at it and right. you, like, oh, you was like, wow, that's really dope. And I was like, yeah. we had a conversation from there and it just grew. Yeah, yeah, because like, uh, you know, I I was always that guy that brought my fucking guitar every single day right. to, to Whole Foods. Like, that was like my bag. Well, that was my bag forever. Yeah. Right, you, Bruce can tell you, like, since since sophomore year, right? Yeah, since... I, I would just, bring that shit every day. <laughs> David was just that one fucking guy. He, he kind of looked like an asshole who at any given moment would play Wonderwall. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I um, was that asshole. You really were that <laughs> Yeah. Um, I, I, real, real talk, real talk. I got into doing music because I thought it would get me girls. It did not. <laughs> no, if you think art can get you girls, you're wrong. Art well, get, it could. Art doesn't it get could. you anything. It doesn't get you money. It doesn't get you girls. It could. It gets you debt. But does it guarantee it? No. I agree with the debt part. Oh, yeah. Um, it's girls, so uh, I'm not going to say that. Like, I'm never... The art thing for me was... I've always been an artist as a kid. Like, mm-hmm. I started probably drawing when I was right. five years old. My mom was an artist. My aunt. My uncle. So it was always around me. My uncle, at that time, he was like 13 years of a difference. So he was like my big brother. Right. My uncle was drawing like graphic novels, his own graphic novels. He was a big fan of like Frank Miller mm-hmm. and all these things in the comic books like Lobo or Watchmen. So I grew up reading all this stuff. Mm-hmm. So he would always, him and his boys would be there in the room. We played Nintendo 64, yeah. the whole thing from KFC, and then we'd be drawing for the rest of the day. And that's how I grew up. Uh, for those of you that can't, game of uh, Mario Kart. Hey, I'm with it. I'm with it. Still <laughs> we came here friends. We're gonna lose enemies. We're, yeah, we're going to hate each other. Um, but yeah, so, uh, you know, like you said, we met because I saw some of his art. And uh, it's just really cool. It's just some really cool art. I was actually really excited for this today because uh, I was re- I was I was on some site I forgot what it was where you were talking about yourself. It was like about you, mm. and you ex- you explained that your inspiration was like Salvador Dali, uh, Keith Harrington, yeah, and Basquiat. Yeah, these are like early people that influenced me. So. Like, there's, like, how I've come to be influenced by them is all funny, in a way. Like, Keith Haring, he used to do art for Sesame Street. Mm-hmm. A lot of people don't remember that. So, when, as a kid, we was so broke. 
My mom used to have like the old VHS tapes and we pop them in that they used to just record. Yeah, she had and seeing Keith Haring work was the first time I ever really seen artwork. Mm-hmm. It was cool to me, right? Because it used to get so much across with no facial features. Yeah, and you can feel everything. Yeah, yeah. So I was like, damn, that's really cool. Even I think oddly enough, the first time I came across his his work was in Woodhull Hospital. <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah. And, you know, Woodhull. I've seen like Sorry. the crack yeah. is whack wall in Harlem. I've seen all that stuff, and it's like it always influenced me. And then for a while, I had stopped drawing from about thirteen to twenty. Oh, I, I stopped doing art because mm-hmm. I was at that age, me a teenager. You're like, ah, I kind of want to blend in. I kind of yeah, you want girls exactly. Yeah. So I didn't. I wanted to do what everybody else was doing. Yeah. And I kind of stepped away from art, but falling back into the key pairing. In the Salvador Dali, yeah. Basquiat was really what pulled me back in. Basquiat was like more of middle of my childhood. I found out more about Basquiat. Me being someone from West Indian descent, there's not many artists that are West Indian. He's Haitian. Mm-hmm. So it was like when I first found out about him, he drew me in from right, that point. Yeah. Yeah. And just his his demeanor was just his, his, his himself. It is. It was just fully him. Like mm-hmm. he never showed, he never sold you on anything that was overly the top. I'm who I am. Right. It's really those it people who came to him. He was just so himself. Himself, it was <laughs> very different. People were just fascinated by it. Exactly. Yeah. And Salvador Dali was towards now me working within art. Mm-hmm. And Salvador Dali was interesting because he always had this idea that you should never really chase perfection. Right. The perfection. It, it will be when you are happy mm-hmm. with what you are. Yeah. But always have this confidence within yourself. Yeah. There's like, um, there's actually this metaphor for that. I don't know if you heard about like the, it's like this class or like they were making like, um, like clay, clay, clay bases, lavas, or clay, clay, clay things. Clay things. Right. Mm-hmm. So there was this, this, the instructor was like, okay, I'm switching to two groups. One group, you're going to be graded on like how great you can make this one base. Right. right? So spend all your time, spend the whole year making this one vase. Then the next group was like, okay, I want you guys to make a hundred pounds of vases. Just make a whole bunch of vases. And if it's not a hundred pounds, you guys can't get an A. Who do you think got the best grade? Not going to figure the people with a hundred pounds. I'm not going to figure they got a good grade. The people who who did it, who the group B, right? The ones who did like a hundred pounds of vases, right? They got the best grade. Oh, wow. They got the best base, right? Because they got the – they did a whole bunch of them. So what, what it's like – listen, so like art, although it's objective, right, you can get better the more you do it. Right. So if you're focusing on just one base, right, there's, there's, you're not going to – it's not going to be a good base. Right, so there's no point in chasing perfection because it all comes to you. And that became heavy for me because it was like – at that point, I've been through a lot. Like I've been this, – this year I've been doing – are like serious for four years super serious and it's like when I heard the don't chase perfection it was just like I'm, I'm not going to try to overly perfect everything right. I'm just going to give it my best effort right. and do as best as I can and just try to get better get better every day yeah that's great yeah. yeah for sure yeah you're, you're chasing perfection and you're, con- you're going to constantly be your own worst critic right. Yeah, I'm not. I'm the farthest thing from a perfectionist, especially with my work. Yeah, 
I get to a point where it's like, I don't know what to add to this, so I'm going to leave it right here. Yeah, actually, the reason why we waited so long to do this podcast was because we were just trying to get everything right. right. And so we, 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 we thought about this, well, I thought about this since, like, I'd say, like, you know, like, summer, mm-hmm. right? I brought it up to Bruce around November. And then from November all the way to, like, the whole month of November, we were just, like, planning and just planning and planning. And it's like, listen, dude, just buy the fucking shit and just get going. Like, you're going to suck anyways. You know what I mean? He wanted David's more of the perfectionist. I'm, I see a beauty and simplicity right. going with it. I think it's the opposite. I really do think it's the opposite. You think I'm a perfectionist? I think you're a perfectionist, yeah. I, I don't know. I don't want to go. I, Let's just say, like, I'm more like, listen, just do this. Yeah. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, I, I, I feel like I'm more of the type, like, listen, like, I think we got enough, uh, like, this podcast. Like, I was just like, listen, we don't have everything already, but, like, no, but there, fuck it. No, there's so we'll many things you're trying like, to get. You're like, do we need this? Do we need that? When are we going to get this? How should we get this done? I'm like, listen, so, yeah. say we should even do that. So, like, I, I like being prepared, right? right? But I also don't like holding myself back. Like, I like gauging the value into, like, doing certain things or whatever. Mm-hmm. Like, I wouldn't, I wouldn't post that, like... You know, a fucking song without any drums. See, I'm weird. So it's like one thing I've learned doing this this lovely journey. I'm kind of the type of person. I'm like, screw it. We're going to jump head in. I'm going to jump feet first. I might not have everything, but I'm definitely going to jump like feet first. That's what you got to do. So um, w- behind some of your work, like what's the thought process that you have going into it emotionally and maybe objectively? It, mm. So some artwork really comes off of the fact that my life is fucked up. Yeah, <laughs> I've been through some yeah, yeah. Yeah. Um, going to keep it 100% honest. Like, so there's certain pieces, like when I just did my solo show, my solo show is called Beauty Behind My Minion. So there's a lot of layers into that. So I'm someone who suffers from depression. Mm-hmm. I'm someone who also at one point was a manic depressant. Okay. I have insomnia. So there's a lot of stuff yeah, yeah. that plays into yeah. like, all right, where do I come up with a lot of my stuff? <laughs> and it's like me uncovering those areas of like, I've been messed up here. Yeah. Mentally, I deal with this. Here's a painting with me going through a breakdown. Mm-hmm. But at the same time, I paint the beautiful parts of it. Yeah. Of, you know, for me, women have always been a strong point in my life. My mm-hmm. mom raised me a single, single parent, barely a lot of education, but right. she got me to a point where I graduated school and she supports me crazy. So it's like, this is why I love women. This yeah. is why I support women. Yeah, for sure. Um, you know, I had other situations that very deep that I put into these work. So it's usually a lot of my life plays into it. But also stories. Uh, I like stories. I think, like, I think there's so much that people can resonate with a story. Right. That's where um, a new piece we talked about it before. Mm-hmm. The bear. Yeah. The bear comes from the bear is a story. Okay. But it's like a lot of my work is really me being very realistic with yeah. my life, but kind of putting it in a surreal tone. For sure. um, the colors usually represent the like I love I love colors because there's a representation and there's a meaning behind colors. Mm-hmm. 
So I had a series called The Woman, right. which you may have seen on my Instagram. Too, I think it's yeah. with the flower yeah. coming out of her mouth. Every color of her skin tone represents the mood of the woman. Wow. So there's a purple one, there's an orange one, and there's a blue one. Yeah. There's a pink one too, and there's a red one. I just had she has her own story. Up. Yeah. So yeah. the blue one, she's calm. Like if you look at her eyes, she looks very mm-hmm. tranquil. She yeah. looks very calm. You look at the purple one, it's kind of a little anxiousness. The orange one looks like she just don't care. Right. Like she right. woke up, her hair is messy, it's covered in <laughs> rose, it's like, fuck this. Yeah. Today is the day. You know, the red one looks like she ready to rip your head off. <laughs> and it's like all of them play into a different story. So right. I, I play with colors more to get into the mindset and to tap into emotions. Mm-hmm. That's cool. Yeah. That bear's been getting a lot of traction too, right? Yeah, the bear is... Now, the bear... The funny thing is, the bear... I never even designed the bear to be something. It was never really an idea. Yeah. It, it's really what you least expect sometimes. Exactly. Mm-hmm. I really designed the bear. I just did it as a sketch for Inktober. So okay. I like to do little challenges, like mm-hmm. whenever I see them. Um, like in March, I'll probably just do a challenge of learning body postures and sketches. But for like Inktober, it was like you do an ink sketch a day, mm-hmm. which is hard. 30 ink sketches, 31 ink sketches is freaking hard to do. Right. So you did all 30? I got to like 14. Okay. It was hard, man. Yeah. We're doing that in a nine to five, and then you come home and yeah. you just be like, yeah. But then, like, the thesis is true, right? Then, like, the more yeah. you put out, something's going to come exactly. out of it. And it got me a lot of traction. Right. But the bear was, like, the most popular one that month. And the funniest thing was, I did and like I did it, and it was like, okay, cool. It's a really cool bear. I was like, damn, I'll make this into a right. painting. And I put that on my Instagram. Mm-hmm. And then I was getting ready for my Miami art battle. Okay. And I was going, I was just going out to Miami to do yeah. art based one, and it was like, hmm. I looked at the bear. I was like, maybe this might be time for me to make this into a painting. Right. There was so many funny things that happened around the time of that bear, where my life started to reflect them, mm-hmm. and I was just like, all right, maybe there's something here. Right. Yeah. So I started painting the bear, and I got hurt at work. Oh. So I was moving something. And I was talking to someone and I turned. And it's gonna sound way more gruesome than it was, but one of the hooks that they have that like whole ladders jabbed me right ah, here. And fuck. Boom. Like it, it fucked my it fucked and my head. Like, yeah. Right? yeah, like my my <laughs> eye had swollen. Like I had like a little blood hemorrhage right here. Yeah. But like I had like a damn near ice pack like this over my eyes. But did you get workers comp? Hmm? Did you get workers comp? <laughs> the messed up part was I was I was off for the next two days right after, so I was just like, ain't gonna pay Um and then at the same time I hurt my shoulder. So if you look at the bear, the left eye is covered by a band-aid mm-hmm. and the left arm is ripped. Yeah. So I got home, this pain is staring at me as I walk through the door and I'm just like, it's like you bastard. <laughs> <laughs> And I'm like, great. And so the bear um, represents the idea that we've all been through stuff. Right. The bear represents us as that that moment where we by ourselves and we're yeah. just like, <sighs> right. Yeah, yeah. It's been a rough day. I yeah, yeah. Like, I don't know. I personally, this is something I thought about. It is uh, 
the bear itself, like as an animal, like they're going literally going through some stuff like deforestation and right. loss of habitat. Right. Bears are literally going through a struggle. I yeah. fucking hate bears. You hate bears? I hate I like bears. <laughs> I really do. I think they're fucking behemoths. They're fucking, they're built like a tank. They're like two tons or something, like a ton or whatever. Oh, I think it's like, like a ton or whatever. Significantly yeah. bigger. Brown bears are fucking huge, right? Mm-hmm. And then they, they climb, they climb like they run. <laughs> So there's literally no way you can like they're, they're, fuck with a bear. Yeah, you can't run, you no. can't climb, you can't swim away. They you want you if they want you, they take you. Oh yeah, that's yeah, why, yeah, yeah, yeah. That's why they say like just pre- pretend that you're dead. Have you seen the movie Revenant? No, no. Well, Leonardo DiCaprio gets his ass beat by a bear, and that yeah, is, I've seen that. I've watch. seen that clip. Yeah, I've seen that clip. But then you have brown bears. They're just like they're just like big dogs. Yeah. Like so, you make yourself bigger for like bro, this isn't you know. Well, you guys are learning something too. So, like, you make yourself bigger for black bears, and you play dead for brown bears. I he- I heard if a brown bear is charging towards you, mind you, these fuckers are huge. Just pray. Grizzly bears Just pray. are fucking huge. No, Just they're pray. like try and be big and loud, and, and they're like, oh, so it's the opposite. Yeah, they're like, okay, then oh, never mind. I don't know anything about wilderness. That's um, bullshit. If I ever saw a fucking bear coming my way, I have friends who'd be like, you want to go camp? I'm like, Listen, if a fucking bear pops out, I'm, I'm a shotgun. Uh, <laughs> but the teddy bear is like. The teddy bear is supposed to have a different meaning to everybody. <laughs> the meaning for me is the teddy bear is me. So it's like the teddy bear is really telling my life story. Right. But like the one thing I found interesting when I did my solo show is I put a lot of like imagery of like myself and just other things. <laughs> but the teddy bear is what catches people because it's like it speaks to them. Yeah. It speaks to everyone. And definitely because uh, teddy bears seem something that's kind of innocent. Mm-hmm. And then, right. Like something childish. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Something everybody has. Um, what was I going to say? I think Theodore Roosevelt made a teddy bear. What? Theodore Roosevelt. He was the one who invented teddy bears. Did he? Something like that. They, were, they, they named it after him. I yeah, I think it was something because yeah. of like something along yeah. that line. Didn't he get... He too get his ass beat by a bear. Probably he was a fucking maniac. I think he was. I don't know. Something like that. Yeah. And, well, anyways, like I, I, I genuinely feel like the the reason why um people are drawn to a certain artist is because they can they they can do it better than anybody else. Like portray what they're feeling, right? And the better you can portray what you're feeling, like the more clear it is, the more that people can like really like you know they can feel that they can just like relate, uh, like. Do you, do you think that that's what it is, or like what yeah. do you think? I think um, when people when people are interested in stuff, like there's two ways to look at the art market. Yeah. Some people like stuff because it's cool and popular. Some people buy stuff because it resonates. With them. Yeah, yeah. You know, when you look at something like this, it resonates with people. It hits a chord with them. When you hit a chord with someone, uh, it's different than when you just buy something because it's cool. Right. There's I think sentimental value. Yeah, yeah. So and that's why people pay more for like the actual thing than just like prints. Exactly. So it's like that's why most people you'll see like an artist. He they know people love this and it hits a chord with them, and they'll have a high price yeah. on that artwork because they know they could get that price to sell. And at the same point, they could get the prints to sell. Uh, for the bear, that is something from people who have definitely told me personally. It resonates with them. Yeah. I've seen a lot of people who create work and people tell them like it hits them in the heart. Yeah. But I've also seen a lot of people create work of stuff that's just cool and popular yeah. and it's mainstream. 
it will sell. It's just it's just like music, right? Mm-hmm. So like there's pop artists who are just mm-hmm. like putting out songs to put out because they're very like methodical. I don't know if you know that there's like a machine, right? Yeah. There's a machine that like tells you like what the next hit's gonna be. Mm-hmm. So you just put in your song, they'll be like, dude, you got like, you know, ninety seven out of hundred, go. Mm-hmm. And then yeah. there's, you know, local artists, right? Exactly. Who are like really speaking about like what that city is about. Mm-hmm. And that resonates a lot with those people in that particular city, but it's not very digestible for like, you know, the overall. It's like, do you want the fast food or do you want something hearty? Yeah. Pretty much. That's how I look at it. Long game, short game. Some people love the fast food. They love that thing that's quick, that catches on fast. But when you catch that that hearty, that stuff that sticks to your ribs, Mm -hmm. that lasts so much longer too. Exactly. It's going to create a... I say you create a longer lifespan. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Yeah. yeah. So yeah. that's the way. That's the way I look at my art. I stop. I don't do stuff because it's cool. No, yeah, for sure. You do poetry too, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, I do poetry. It's been. A, I'm, I'm rusty. <laughs> um, the idea, though, is so a lot of people don't know this. Um, you don't really know this if you know me. Um, a lot of artwork has poetry with it. Yeah. All the art has poetry like it's based around a poem usually a poem is inspired off of it or a poem inspires me and i create the work so sometimes you know i go through a process where i can't really create one way or another so i might just start one thing and then it'll lead me the other way and then it just kind of like weaves its oh, way shit. around that's actually really cool yeah it's like when you can't make an art piece you just like reverse engineer it and you make a poem. my brain is like so the way my brain works is I'm usually someone who's usually like doing multiple things mm-hmm. and I like to do multiple things. So it's like, if I can't, if I can't write, I might start painting or I might start sketching until something comes to my head. Yeah. And then when something comes to my head, usually like a word may spark from it and then the word, then we're going to take it there and oh, oh, now I got a couple lines. Now I got a couple more lines. And then I might paint something and then it'd be the opposite. Yeah. Sometimes I do other processes. I'll cook. I'll do whatever, to, just to get the brain to flow. Right. Yeah. 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 I mean, you have to. How do you How do you think that um, New York City has made you like 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 an artist? Like, do you feel like it has anything to do with like your art? New York City has a lot to do with my art. It has a lot to do with more of my work ethic, probably than my art. But in my art, it has um, the brightness. <laughs> the brightness and the colors. I think the the interesting part about New York City that a lot of people don't pay attention to is New York City is a lot of colors. It has a lot of brightness and free and uh, vibrancy. Uh, it's it never stops. <laughs> and I think I keep that idea. Like in probably four years, I've done nearly two hundred paintings. Wow! So that's like at least more than a painting a week sometimes. Um, so it's like always keeping that consistent move, 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 move. Yeah. yeah, yeah. And at the same time, um, networking, I've done, done a lot. So yeah. it's like keeps me in that pace. Now when it comes down to the artwork, sometimes that you might get a little more of a rougher feel <laughs> in certain pieces than others. That honest feel, that's all New York City in me. Um, a lot of people tell me my work comes off as Brooklyn. Mm-hmm. I don't know what that means exactly. <clears throat> you, yeah. you know, I feel, I feel like maybe I've heard something like that. Um, and it's not something you can pinpoint. It's yeah. not something you can define. Mm-hmm. Um, really. yeah. It's not something you define or pinpoint, but it's yet something you kind of understand. 
Right. Yeah. Someone said, when, uh, it was funny. I was in Miami. It was, uh, I was in Miami. Someone was like, yeah, our work's very Brooklyn. I'm like, what in the hell does that mean? And it was, uh, it, but it was like, your yeah, artwork just comes off as you're right. probably someone from like Brooklyn. You know? Yeah. Okay. Hmm. Yeah. yeah. I mean, I guess you can kind of say that like the more commercial pieces are like really Manhattan. Yeah. Right. Or like, I guess there's sort of a thing, but I mean, what kind of, what does it say? Like, yo, my art looks like Queens. Yeah, I would guess it's like, um, I guess my work doesn't feel as super polished. Yeah, yeah. Or like, uh, it's really gritty. Pristine. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah, it's like more like, it's like, it's clean, it's colorful, but it's like more of, you can just feel like, that Brooklyn kind of like yeah, well I feel like that kind of reflects the city you're right the city does have color mm-hmm. but it's color in a gritty area yeah it's it's it, yeah it, yeah like I was I, thinking more like you know the, the city's like really cold right mm-hmm. but it's so quick yeah like there's so much color to that you know mm-hmm. what I mean it's more like this the speed of the thing it's like not super neon yeah yeah but it's vibrant yes. yeah it's yeah, like, yeah. It, it's, it's colorful, like rich, but it's had a little, like rich it had a little dirt on it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. A little dust to it. It's more of a dusty color. Yeah. More than anything. And I think that probably comes off of me a lot. <laughs> like, I use a lot of bright colors. I don't do a lot of dark work. I do some work that's usually kind of, like, dark. But when it's, like, I usually more use more bright colors, and I tell some things that might be dark more than anything. And I think that's the New York feel to me. Oh, yeah, for sure. Yeah. And how do you think it's New York has inspire your worth ethic I don't stop like I keep going usually like this is the longest layoff for me yeah not doing shows and work and this is like two or three weeks wow that's the longest layoff I have <laughs> like uh, probably last two years I've done a hundred shows mm-hmm. yeah. um, like you see me at work I come in like uh, I come in one week. I have one canvas. Another week, I had another canvas, and it was like completely different. It's, I'm dropping all like work. Constantly running. Yeah, just like, keep putting yourself out. I was legit because I'm part of an art collective from Harlem. Right. So it's like I work in Brooklyn. I live in Brooklyn. Mm-hmm. I go to work, then hop on the train, go to Harlem, drop off my paintings, come back home, work on another painting, yeah. wake up the next morning early. And I've been up painting till two in the morning. Wake up for work at seven in the morning, right? And then go right back and do the process again. Same grind. Yeah, it's a it's an endless grind. And you know, now for me, I'm selling prints. I'm doing merchandise. So plug. now it's and how, and how's that doing? Plug 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 plug. Yes, prints. Okay. Yes, yeah, you can get course. that off my Instagram. And, uh, there will be merchandise coming out later this month. I'm not going to really good anything. I'll buy. I'll buy some. I'll buy ten. Oh, trust me. This uh, I'm doing a. I'm doing affordable bear camps. Those will be um, available tomorrow, well, Monday, the twelfth. Mm-hmm. Tomorrow, yeah, it'll be available Monday the twelfth of February, and then I'm going to do possibly another one in the spring. I'm going to do shirts of the bear and stuff like that. That's so cool. all this is coming, um, but yeah, it's uh, the print and merchandise is not bad. Mm-hmm. Um, the bear print sold out. I didn't expect them to really sell out. Like I was just like, yeah, I like exclusive stuff. Right. I don't like everybody 
being able to get stuff. I'm like, like 20 people have this. I, I, I do like that. Yeah. It's, it sucks when you're on the receiving end of not being able to get it. Yeah. But it makes it so much more. And then it's like when it re- comes out again, you're like, oh demand. my God, I need to get it. Supply and demand. Yeah. So that's how it works. I went to school for business. Yeah. Oh, I didn't shit. go to school go. for art. I did the opposite. Yeah, I don't like competition. You know what's yeah. It was like, for me, it was like, I always wanted to be my own boss. That's but at the same you. point, it's like, I can't go to art school. You can't tell me my style. Stuff. I mean, like, you suck my dick. like I guess, <laughs> like if you're if you're a graphic designer. I guess that's you know that's a good way to go. But like, I don't, I don't. I mean, I personally wouldn't go to school for art just because I know that like, you know, I, I can teach art myself. Like, right. Art is in me. Like, I don't need a, a person with a PhD in art history to tell me what art is. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. I'm not gonna lie. Like, my thing has really been over the last few years. Like, I have friends or myself. Mm-hmm. Some friends they bought me books. Or I go Barnes and Noble. I'll go buy some books on techniques and yeah. everything. I'll buy them. I go home and practice them. It, to me, that's better than me spending a couple thousand and buying a couple hundred dollars for textbooks and, and, and then having somebody grade me and tell me if I'm good or getting good or I, bad. I heard our teachers are like really brutal. And that's another thing. I'm not going to bite my tongue for no grade. I'm going to tell you legit. You can kiss my ass. Yeah, they'll they'll, they'll straight up tell you like you ain't shit and you won't. I've had people shit. tell me. Like, um, yeah, that's like, yeah, I was like, back like, what was it, 2015, I was really just really getting started, and I went to Scope, uh, International Art Fair, out here in New York when Mm -hmm. I was here, and I got a couple curators' cards, so I sent one curator my work, and they didn't like my work, they thought my work was super amateur at that time, and it was like, to Brooklyn. But at the same point, I didn't. I wasn't where I am now. Right, right. So it's like if I go, if I send the same stuff and they tell me the same thing, now I'm just taking kiss my ass. Right, bullshit. But you know, it's two different fields. Um, the merchandise and and everything. It, understand business. The business side of the art world, you where you kind of gotta take the creative person out. Yeah, yeah. It's like okay, I, I'm doing my numbers. Yeah, for sure. It's like yeah. the numbers here. I'm trying yeah. to do. Yeah, and I feel like that's that's a struggle a lot of artists don't have. Like that's why they can't really make it as artists. Yeah. Just because they're thinking just just art. Mm. Like if you want to get into you know make a business out of art, you have to know business too. Yeah. And if you don't you know hire somebody that does like, it's it's interesting because it's like I see a lot of people I know who are artists who try to sell their work. So it's difficult on multiple ends. It's difficult on the price point. Mm-hmm. It's difficult on understanding your target market. Mm-hmm. It's difficult on making sure you know how to market yourself. Mm-hmm. And then it's difficult on understanding how to consistently maintain yeah. it. So for me, like, I don't even mind saying it. I have a business account, like right. on Instagram. Like I turned my Instagram into a business account. That's what you got to do. Which most people don't. By the do. way, every artist should have a business account. All right. So it's like, even you just go to your settings, you can literally go to your settings on Instagram yeah. and just click Just make a page account. on Facebook, yeah. Yeah. And the interesting thing about it is, what I like to do when I'm doing a really good week, like a very busy week, like say yeah. the week I did the Inktober, I'd click to see what age range, mm-hmm. where they're located, most the sex, male or female, yeah. and then from there, to them. also see what time they're mostly on my Instagram. Mm-hmm. So then it's like, okay, I have a specific time I like to drop my yeah. work because that's the time where most people are going to be looking at it. Or yeah. maybe I'll drop it the hour after. So, because the one thing that bugs me out about Instagram is not chronological order. It's just oh, yeah, it's algorithm, yeah. Yeah, the algorithm's all over the place. So it's like, whatever. So you, so you pay for ads. Exactly. 
So when I did my solo show, I paid for ads. I had physical flyers. At the same point, you know, doing a run around of shows. Like my show was in August. I did like six, seven shows up until then. So I was out and connecting, networking. I had like nearly a hundred people. I had a hundred people at my art show. So you know, it's all understanding yourself yeah. and marketing yourself, and sometimes using hashtags. Find out what hashtags are like popular hashtags. in the art community around you, yeah, yeah. and abuse it. Yeah, of course. Yeah, and you, you get up to thirty hashtags on Twitter. I mean, yeah. on Instagram, so you might as well use them. Why not? And it's like use I use hashtags yeah. all the yeah. time. Yeah, he he was telling me how you have to get on that hashtag. Game. Yeah, so yeah. it's like. You have to, it's sort of like balancing like what's what's really hot, mm-hmm. what's not so hot, and like you know maybe like starting with yourself, just so like people can like easily. Mm-hmm. And then yeah. sometimes it's also sitting back and just looking at, like I follow a lot of artists in New York, so it's like, hmm, what are you doing that I'm not doing? And then it's like, okay, I see you doing that, I'm not that's doing fucking that. smart. Let me yeah. do the opposite. Um, you doing that, and that's working for you, but you're not addressing this. Okay, yeah, I see these sure. doing this. And yeah, and then also balancing like, listen, like, you know, nobody's doing this, so let me experiment, and see what happens. Yeah. And, and then, I the reason why I like exclusive stuff is just the fact of sells quicker. It sells quicker, and at the same point, when I always look at it from this mindset, when you see someone something you think is cool, but you can't get it, you, you want, want to be like where you got it from, yeah. and then it's like. Yeah, it's sold out right now. But then when the person be like, oh, you know, another 24-hour release, it's like, oh, you know, it's a scatter. Not only that, but, like, then you're more aware of the actual artist. Exactly. So then you're just, like, paying attention for the next one that comes in. Yeah. And that's how, to me, that's how you get another following. Yeah, for sure. And it's like, to me, followers are not just, like, some form of money, but it's like followers are a way where it's, like... Brand equity. It's brand equity. It shows people that, hey, this many people actually care about what the hell is. Right, yeah. Yeah, for sure. Mm-hmm. Some some tips for any you know aspiring artist of, of any kind. Yeah, you know, any not kind. just it's just you do music internet. is the same thing. Oh yeah, for sure. Yeah, like but music is just understanding. You should be that. putting out a song a day. Yeah, putting out a song a day. You put out like a little one minute clip and you break it down yeah. into like those like the yeah, it's just slide. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You could do anything. Oh like, yeah, for sure. <clears throat> you know, it, it, social networks is free marketing. Oh yeah. You know, I remember here, like, I love watching interviews with, like, certain people. So, mm-hmm. like, I'll sit down and watch an interview with Kevin Hart, and you get a lot of Kevin Hart stuff. Like, when you listen to a lot of his stuff about how he uses social networks to advertise himself to the point where when he does a movie with a company, he's telling them, you have to pay me to advertise on my social network. Right. That's where my free promotion mm-hmm. comes from. Yeah, for sure, yeah. So, it's like understand the wealth in your social network like i started to put my personality yeah. out there yeah. more to sell the person that i am yeah. because there's a person behind the work and then invest on ads yeah. I mean, ads are so fucking cheap right now exactly. you shouldn't invest like, on ads actually on my personal mm-hmm. I, I i follow our instagram mm-hmm. but right before i followed it I got an ad for our our Instagram, and <laughs> yeah, I was like, "Because you are my, you yeah. are our target audience." Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. So I and that's the thing. Like, it's and mind you, you could do that for like what six days? It's like six dollars or something like that. It's nothing. It's nothing. Yeah, and it's like and it does rack me attention. I mean, we're just doing like right now. We're doing like three bucks a day. Yeah, we're getting like pretty good. It's nothing, and you know, it's it, mind you, it depends on how long you want to do it. 
Oh yeah, and, you know I'm I'm into someone who does the online stuff, but when I'm ready to do physical stuff, I do physical stuff too. Like I'll be outside painting outside when like when it's nights, I'll be outside painting. I got like a bunch of stuff with me. Hey, you yeah. want to buy a print? Hey, you want to buy some paint? Have you ever thought of like doing it where like you get to a point and you're like, hey guys, I'm gonna be here doing this and get so, an audience. I used to audience. I used to do this, but then it. And don't want to get too crazy into it because it's some, someone kind of took my idea that I knew, so I was just like, screw it, I'm going to change it. But I would, um, I legit, before, would used to have, like, create my own flyer, okay. and I'd be, like, dean towards the city, and I'd be like, oh, I'm here to this day, here to this day, live painting this way. And people actually would come out and see me live paint, and it was cool. Then someone I know... I ain't gonna say the names. They ended up just making that their whole life of them just in the subway doing that every single day. And I was just I like, think I know who you might be talking about. Yeah, we ain't gonna say no names though. <laughs> Is it um he has a cart? Yeah, more than likely. Oh, okay. Yeah, okay. Yeah. I, know I, I think about. we tried reaching out to him too. Uh, somewhere around fourteenth Street usually. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. yeah I know he is. Super cool dude, though. Super, Super cool dude. Super cool. I'm not going Love his art. Hey, yeah. do your thing. Nah, I'm not kidding. But when I saw that, I was like, I'm not doing that no more. I'll do that sparingly <laughs> when I feel like Have you ever thought of maybe just doing it? What about a collab? Hmm? What about a collab? Like, like what if you did it? Depends really? on which person. Because there's two artists. There's right. two I know. One of them that still do it, and then another one does it somewhere else. The other one, me and that person don't really get it all. Oh. <laughs> me and this other person, we cool. So it's kind Damn. of like, mm. I thought it'd be cool too. Like, what if you did a painting and mm-hmm. in public again, but like somehow so? Or you know what? Like, usually, when you see me at like a lot of these events that I do, yeah. I do a lot of fantasy and color, which is the um, yeah, yeah. art collective I'm part of. I usually paint a lot. Yeah, I don't want to. I don't want to shoot myself in the foot right now, right? Oh. But I, I want. I do want to put it out that my goal with these artists, right, is to sort of like. You know, maybe maybe this summer, I'm shooting myself in the foot now. But this summer, right? I want to make a a sort of concert, right? Mm-hmm. But the concert consisting of like all types of artists. Mm-hmm. So I want like you know um, a, a musician collaborating with somebody who paints. So mm-hmm. like there's like sort of like a story to tell with that. Right. Um, you know, photographer, just like anything. You know what I mean? I want to sort of like mesh together the the scene in New York City because I feel like it's so important, so vibrant. Mm-hmm. And although a lot of people see it, it's it's just like, yeah, that's another artist. Another thing like we talk about is there should be no problem in coming together and growing together. It doesn't have to always have to be a competition. Yeah. So the interesting thing about the art world is everybody wants to be number one. Everybody wants to be. It's weird. Like, but listen, love- listen, if you're comfortable, if you're confident in your work, right, you know, you're going to be number one. Yeah. It doesn't matter. There's no sort of like competition. Issue, you know what I mean? You like that's why that's why I need to collaborate. You have like, a lot of people who aren't confident right, in the yeah, yeah. place that they are. Yeah. There are you should be confident. I'm confident. There you I'm, go. Me, I have no problem doing my work with anybody. I can collab with anyone at any given time. I'm always yeah. up for it. I can't speak for everybody else. Right, yeah. That's the issue. Like I'm always down. Like my thing is I'm always willing to do something if everybody else can get a little piece of the pie. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's how I work. It's like everybody should be able to get a little piece right. of the pie. I'm like, I like to do, I like to sell exclusive stuff where it's only to a certain number, but everybody should be able to come. Hey, you want to do this painting? Hey, you want to do this? Let's go. Yeah, come yeah. on. You want to work on a shirt together? Let's do this. Yeah. Because you make the pie bigger. 
But everybody, sometimes people like stuff to be one flesh. I mean, I'm a person. I those people aren't going to last, right? They don't last. It's that they're, they're in for the short game, the long yeah. game. You know, that's the people that are really in it to just, like, those people just want, they just want their name and lights. Me, personally, I don't, there's not much I really want more from art. Like, I would love it if I could make a life where I can live quit my job yeah. and just live off art. But, you know, that's all I want. But I don't need to be a millionaire. I don't need to have all this stuff. I'm, I don't look for that. That's not my Yeah, opinion. I mean, like, listen, like, if you were, like, in the fucking, like, a corporate job making 250 a year, right? Mm-hmm. You'd be less happy than if you made, like, 75 a year just mm-hmm. doing what you love. You know what I mean? Like, it's just, like, it's, per- it's perspective. It's, like, no, New York. For me, it's, like, if I can make a living where I have my own place, my own car, and I'm fine. Oh, yeah. I'm fine. Like, I don't especially need it. Especially doing what you want to fucking exactly. do. Exactly. Where fucking I don't have to go and I don't have to listen to a boss and deal with customers and deal with stuff I don't want to have to yeah. That's why that's my end goal. Yeah. Some people's end goal is they want to be up there with the next with Andy Warhol and Salvador Dali. They want to be like, I was the greatest. Like, if I get there, cool. Yeah. But my real end goal is my happiness. I'm getting you know something important that some people not even may realize themselves is they want to be like that, mm-hmm. self efficient, and be their own boss. But maybe they are just not that person. Like sometimes I think about it. I sometimes want to be my own boss, mm-hmm. but then I, I realize how strict you have to be with yourself sometimes right. where you really have to be There's your own boss. Yeah. I mean like me and right now, right? I, I like me right now. Like I work in real estate, right? So like I am my own oh, boss. No. I have a broker, right. but he doesn't tell me when I have to come in. Right. right. There's no set hours. I just go in and I leave when I want to. Mm-hmm. That being said, I come in at 7.30 and I leave like at 5 every right. single day, right? Mm-hmm. Maybe like one day off. But like, it's just like, yeah, it sounds good on paper, but not if you're just working, not if you don't want to do that much work. Exactly. Don't be your own boss if you don't want to do that much work. You know what I mean? So like, like you have to set the precedent with yourself and that's something I do. Like, uh, I, I go to work eight hours a day, but I make sure also get me like two hours in the gym, make sure my meals are set for the next day, mm-hmm. and then I'm going to get my art working. Yeah. I, you have to be very disciplined. Oh, yeah. Oh, and, right. you know, I could be on either side. I could be super lazy or I could mm-hmm. be super disciplined, but it depends on how I push myself. You, you know why I think you're going to win? Why? Because, like, you, you're not, like I said, you're not just an artist. You are a businessman. So, like, I, I feel like that sort of, like, mentality at art, that's the way you need to go. Yeah. And like you said, you might not be, like, you know, a millionaire, right? Mm-hmm. But you're gonna, you're, gonna, you're gonna be fucking set making 80, 80 grand a year, just like doing what you want to do. You know what I mean? It's fucking yeah. dope. Yeah, yeah, cool. No, that's me. It's personally, like, I don't need, I don't need like anything super elaborate. That's it. And it's like my idea is like I create my business yeah. plan every year. I create a business plan that's fucking, yeah. on where I want to be. Like I sit down and I come up with an idea, and it's like, all right, let's see how this goes. And then when every, as things start to fall in place, it's doing the calculations, yeah. doing the numbers, and doing the breakdowns of what we can make happen, and what I can make happen, and you know that's the goal. And like, it's not, it's not, you know, it's not bad if you don't know how to do it. Just hire somebody who does. Yeah, you know, like it's, you know, it's fine. Learn too. Like, yeah, you know, I always believe, and I learned this from uh, Maya Angelou. Mm-hmm. We don't stop learning stuff until the day we die. So if you don't know something about mm-hmm. business, be open to learning. Like, there's YouTube, there's everything. There is endless amounts tickles. of life. There, no, you're right. There's, you can pick up anything from... Listen, like, 
So the moment you think you, you've stopped learning, like the moment you think you know it all, mm-hmm. that's when you fail. Yeah. That's when you fuck you up. You set yourself up. I had, I had a discussion with a friend where I'm just like, you know, I don't believe in, I don't believe I'm a master of my craft. I don't believe I'm nowhere near it. I don't yeah. even believe I begin to even scratch yeah. that surface because it's the fact of just like, we're like, how, how old are you? I'm 27. I'll be 20. 27. You got like what, like 30 years, not 30 years. You got like 60 years left, you, 70 you years left. It, you only really lived a quarter of your life, pretty much no. slightly over a, a quarter. I don't even think I really lived out everything yet. I mean, people are living up to 150. Yeah. So like you really think about You could about be it. living up to 150. You're brand new, yeah, man. You're, you're still Dude, you're way, a fucking baby. The way mine's, We're fucking babies. Yeah. The way mine sounds me is set up. Well, I don't know if the 150 is possible. The way mine sounds me is set up. <laughs> <laughs> the way mine's not. I'm giving myself too much credit. I think just just go hibernate. Just hibernate. Yeah. yeah, listen. That that damn it. There's like... The issue, the only issue with like some stuff for me is like I put out a lot that goes on in my life. Yeah. And... You know, one thing one of my friends told me, um, he's like an older artist. He's like, his work is incredible, but he's been mm-hmm. doing this for a while. Me and him talking, he's like, you know, artists are tortured souls. Yep. Mm-hmm. That's yes. why they can create so much. Oh, yeah. Because we go through so much. And it's like. Pain is a catalyst. Yeah. It's like, well, all the stuff I go through insomnia, I'm like 150. I don't know about that. We look 75 sounds a lot more realistic. But still, though. But I, for me, it's like I don't plan to ever stop making art. You know, I think when you plan to stop making something, you you give yourself a time limit. Yeah, I don't want to do that. Someone's like later lives. That's usually when some sometimes that's when their best work comes out because they have a whole lifetime of experience. Oh, yeah. Like I said, it goes back. It goes back to that like hundred pounds of aces. Yeah. Right? The more you put out, the better you're gonna get. Mm-hmm. Awesome. Thanks so much, Kadeem. It was uh, it was really fun, bro. Great meeting you. Anytime, man. Yeah, we'll definitely have you on again. Oh, definitely. Yes.